what a week it's been. So much to talk about and so many things we can't talk about. This is the XFL! Me and my friend Mark, we're going to stop watching. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to a special edition of Behind the Gorilla. We've been doing a lot of special editions recently because of all of our reviews for... uh, stuff so this is another one though because the xfl season starts on sunday or does it start saturday is there is there a specific day that it starts no it's sunday okay I mean, the it whole is point sunday. is wait i'm sorry i'm sorry i meant to start with this this is the xfl season two welcome aboard everyone yeah i should have started be- with that i believe you can cut it in i believe it's sunday. <laughs> i'm gonna add it's it into whole- the intro because the whole thinking is, hey, the Super Bowl just happened. Football's done. No, it's not, guys. Come watch Vince McMahon smash his new football action figures together. It'll be way better than season one. We promise. <laughs> That's what they're hoping for anyway. Hopefully they get, you know, at least they got a whole season. That's the thing. They're already doing better than the AAF, so RIP. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> The AAF will forever be remembered for that amazing hit in week one. And that's it. I just remember this is going to turn into us reminiscing about the XFL season one. But no, the thing I remember is watching that uh, the ESPN 30 for 30 on the XFL. This was the XFL. It's very entertaining because I, I didn't know a ton about it up until that point. So they're introducing different concepts that, you know, make the XFL different. And they were like, yeah, one of the things was a scramble where instead of deciding the possessions by a coin toss, you'd have two guys line up, you know, 20, 30 yards out and run for the ball. And that was called the scramble, which is out loud. Right. And out loud was like, wow, that's a great idea. Why don't they do that? (laughs) And then they're like, yeah, the first time we ever did it, one of the biggest stars tore his ACL was done for the year. instantly and i'm like oh that makes sense and that's like the entire season that's the story of of the the xfl XFL is is literally worst case scenario happening at every turn where if even a few of these things like mm -hmm. if even a few like if they were just bad and not the worst possible thing it might have still been around right and you were like Oh, that's why they don't do that. You hear the like story of JR and over and over again. Of JR, one of the broadcasters, uh, I think the B team broadcaster. Yeah. And where they had two like prime <clears throat> games and one of them was like Monday night or something like that. This big deal on like ESPN or CBS or whatever it was. And then like the truck went out. Yeah. And so it just was off the air. And it was because Someone didn't fill up the generator with gas. And you're just like, what? And then so they had to switch to like another game. And I think like the one where it wasn't on the air was like uh, this amazing game that happened. And the other one was like a terrible game. Yeah. And so everyone just switched off. Like it was just like this perfect storm of just worst case scenario. It's really fascinating. The 30 for 30 on it is amazing. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little disappointed that when they came back for season two, they didn't have like vintage XFL merchandise. Like they probably could have talked me into buying a he hate me jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope I hope they lean into the cartooniness a little bit. I hope they don't take themselves so seriously this time around. I'm afraid they are. Everything <clears throat> I've know. seen about it just seems like they're trying to make it too real, which I think I is know. a mistake. I mean, I get like not having wrestling personalities, but like the jerseys. That's fun, man. Yeah. And they asked the guy, why did you say he hate me? And he says, because he hate me, man. Every time <laughs> I run past him, he hate me and he hate me. And I know he hate me because they can't catch me. Yep. Like that's the that's like the best pro wrestling promo of all time. It that's is great. absolutely incredible. You need a little flavor like that, especially because a uh, spoiler alert. I've pulled up one of the rosters here and I have never heard of a single one of these people. And I'm just going to say, like, maybe if I haven't heard of you at all, make up a colorful nickname. Say something to get me interested in you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at yeah. I'm looking at the roster right now for the future world champions, the New York Guardians. Right. Ooh. And they've got a They've got a receiver on their squad named Joe Horn. No disrespect to Joe. Maybe he'll be the MVP. He's five foot ten and one hundred and eighty two pounds. He's me, dude. Me. <laughs> they got another guy named they got another receiver named Austin Duke, who is five foot nine, a hundred and seventy pounds. That is a little bit taller than me. The kicker is taller than him. I, okay, I, I, I can't say anything, Harris. When I when I was at Georgia fair. State, the kicker was way taller than me. That's uh, look, I'm not a tall person. But like I'm just I, I know like I know. Aaron Murray is playing for the Tampa Bay team because he's from Tampa and he was playing for the Atlanta AAF team and then they went out of business. <laughs> so, you know, what What else are you going to do? Yeah. And that's fine. You know, in hindsight, we probably should have been Vipers fans just because they're closer. Yeah, but I, I, I can't root for, a, I don't know, the Florida team. That just seems lame. Vipers, I don't really love. I picked the Guardians for their mascot, man. We've talked about yeah, this. Yeah, I picked, See the, our I picked the Renegades episode. because their write-up was the coolest. It is a good write-up, and they but, have a, they have an awesome logo, and I like their color scheme. I like that blue. I my point being, I'm looking at this roster right now. I haven't heard of a single one of these people, and if you let one of them do the he hate me thing, I'd probably be more into them. Like it's a pretty great okay. way to associate okay. with people Harris, from the start. This is great. So I pulled up the Dallas Renegades roster. Mm-hmm. First name, Jazz Ferguson. What? <laughs> Dang it! You got man. That's incredible. He went to Northwestern State. He's a wide receiver. He's got some height though, man. He's six five, two hundred eighteen pounds. His name is Jazz Ferguson. That He's my favorite like player a... of all time. And the greatest thing about it is all I can think of now, Harris. I don't know how much SNL you've watched and how familiar you are with like classic Saturday Night I'm... Live. I know where you're going with this, and I love All it. All I can think of is this is the is the son of Turd Ferguson. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he's now a football star for the oh, Dallas Renegades. Yeah. And, I want, and I want XFL Norm McDonald to come in and do the coin toss for this first game. Oh, man. Just See, that's, of that. that's incredible. That's the kind of stuff they need to be doing. <laughs> I don't even want to read any more names because of that one. Like that, that's just great. But I'm okay, trying. I'm right, gonna let's pick... see. Oh man, Flynn Nagel. That's a mm. great name. 
Drew okay, uh, Gallitz. That's a good name too. I found a guy. There's a cornerback. Oh yeah, Landry Jones is uh oh. is on the Renegades. That's well, an which may, name. I mean that makes sense though because you know Bob Stoops is the head coach. Yeah. So Landry no, that... Jones, I would assume, would be their their starting quarterback. Okay, but... this is my pick for best name so far on the Guardians. It's not quite the same. It's just it's got a nice little je ne sais quoi to it. Uh, Ranthony Tejada. Wait a minute. Just wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You mean Anthony Tejada? No, no, I do not. I'm glad you pointed that out. You might think so. It is in fact Ranthony with an R. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Ranthony. That's great. Anthony. You got to say it like that. Oh, of course. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um. Okay. Ray Ray Davidson. That's a pretty good name. That's not bad. I mean, there's a lot of like foreign names, which just to us seem weird, but I don't want to count those because no, 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 those are just foreign sense. names that I don't understand and cannot in any world pronounce. I mean, what we're going to have to do now is this preview is going to be based entirely on like how XFL are these guys names. Yes, it is. OK, so how do you want to divide this up? You Marquise just... Shakir is a pretty good name. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, there, there's some, you know, there's some decent ones in here, but nothing. There's nothing that passes Jazz Ferguson. That's by far the best that's, name on this entire that's roster. That's probably the winner. I'm gonna look at a couple more just to see if I can. I should, dig we should uh, up. pull up. Uh, I'll pull up some other. Let's see if I can pull up some other teams. Huh. Yeah, no, that's what I'm doing right now. I've got Seattle up. Hang on, let me confirm something here. Oh, confirming things. So these people, okay. This is very weird because the XFL, uh, unlike the NFL, the XFL is all owned by the same company. They are all employees of the XFL, and the XFL owns all of of the teams. Right. Uh, There's some weird inconsistencies in their website. Like, for example, I'm pulling up the New York Guardians roster, and it's got them laid out kind of formally. They're doing that thing where they go last name, comma, first name. Yeah. Position, height, weight, college. The Seattle roster, the the Seattle Dragons roster, just lists their names. Yeah. It was like they started doing it one way and got bored halfway through and just gave up. Yeah. The Renegades roster goes first name, last name, and then the uh, Los yeah. Angeles Wildcats one goes last name, first name. Yeah. Is that a divisional thing? There's no way. I they didn't no put that idea. much thought into no, it. It's got to be like they had two random. interns. Yeah. Different people different were ones. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I found a good one here for uh, the um, L.A. Wildcats. Kermit Whitfield. Ooh, that's, that's pretty good. That, he's that a wide receiver. Like a and that sounds like Erwin Archeister. Yeah, and he's a wide receiver, but imagine if I was a wide receiver in professional football. He's 5'7", 185 right. pounds. He's literally my height and like 10 pounds heavier, and he's somehow a wide receiver. Incredible. His name's Kermit, though. So that's awesome. Kermit. That's pretty oh, good. Dude, that, that's okay. not quite Jads Ferguson, but it's pretty it's pretty close. That's pretty close. Okay, the best thing I see on the Battlehawks so far, which worst mascot, by the way. But uh, it's but Jake, it's kinda it's kinda cool. I liked the way you described it in our uh original XFL when we were reading the intro names, which I guess we should talk about that again since this is a different episode than the last one. <laughs> but uh your your example and that was great, how Nine-year-old me would um, would easily love that team, and that would be the team that like I would create in yeah. NCAA. 
That's which, you know, that's fair. I think we do have to consider that's probably part of the marketing. But sure. they have their defensive tackle. His name is Jake Payne, which is like a mediocre wrestler's name. That's not but, a bad name, though. No, it's not bad, but he's number double zero. <laughs> he's a defensive tackle with the number double I'm sorry. zero. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at that. definitely some that that is great. That's some ex. But Her- that's incredible. Okay, Her- that's some XFL points right there. This is going to be all over the place. But I found another name that's amazing. Okay. Elijah Hood. Oh, I've, where did he go to college? I've heard of him. North Carolina. Okay. No, I remember that. I name. know. But all I could think of was the black version of Elijah Wood. <laughs> if there was like a wrestling angle oh my. where they introduced like the alternate one. And that's what yeah. shot through my head, and it Yikes. made me laugh. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty. Oh my gosh, Willie Mays. Willie Mays Hayes? No, Willie Mays is a linebacker for the yeah. L.A. Wildcats. He he's got to be what eighty something. Oh yeah, but I mean, you know, it is uh, it is a startup league. Yeah, I but to tell you, <laughs> I didn't realize he was still six four, two hundred and forty two pounds. That's you know, good man for an eighty-something-year-old. I'm gonna diverge for a second because we're just goofing around. But like, Herschel Walker could probably play in the XFL. Like, I think oh, he oh, could. Oh, I'm start. sure. I'm sure he could. Definitely. Oh, I mean, that man. dude's still a freaking rock. I'm looking through the rest of these names, and okay, I think you Storm, won. Storm Norton's pretty good. Storm Norton. Wow, that might be <laughs> that's almost as good as Jazz Ferguson. No, it's not, but it's good. No, it's close though. It's pretty it's... good. I I know a couple guys named Storm. It's a strong name. How many Okay. I do. I know two people named Storm. I'm not even kidding. DC Defenders is also one of my least favorite mascots because it just lame. sounds like a soccer team. It does. It's lame. Also, it you can't name your team after a like a position. Right, I was going to say, we had a whole, uh, we we talked had a whole about bit this. on this. Okay, before yeah. we go too much farther, if you haven't done this already, you need to go, if you're listening to this for us genuinely goofing off about the XFL, which I hope that is why you would listen to this, um, you need to like go back and listen to the episode that started all of this back several months ago. Um, I'm going to see if I can find the exact time that it... Uh, that it came out here because back when they first announced the uh, the teams, they they announced the team names and the logos back. I don't even remember when it was back in the fall or something. Maybe it was no like idea. in the late summer. Hang on, let me see. It was. This is this is great listening right here. Um. Hmm. All right, I thought I thought I was going to be able to find this faster than I ended up finding it. Um, anyway, I think it was back in the fall they they announced this. Yeah, so it was about it was about four months ago, and uh, they announced the logos and the team names. Well, what they also did was for some reason they decided to make a nice little paragraph write up about what these teams actually mm-hmm. are, what the name mm-hmm. means. Um, and it's one of the greatest things ever. Because they are so ridiculous. And so we did a whole episode where we did dramatic readings of all of those. And it's called Mark's Mystery Box. That's the name of the episode. And it's from about four months ago. You can find it on our website, um, Behind the Gorilla. I don't even remember what the name of the website is. Because it's a weird, like, dot something. 
go to our Twitter page, Pine underscore Gorilla. You can go to the website link is in the bio. And then scroll back. It'll take a little while. Few few times. It's season six, episode 12, Mark's Mystery Box. And we have an XFL segment. It starts at 45 minutes, 55 seconds. And it is it's one of my favorite things we've ever done. I think it's truly funny. And it's great. We do dramatic readings with music accompanying it. And we break down each line of all of these, uh, of all of this stuff. And it's great. You know what? I might just attach that segment to the end of this episode just, just for fun. So actually, you don't even have to go back and find it. I'm going to attach it to the end of this episode because it's, it's just that funny. But that's how it started. Because obviously the XFL is owned by, partially by Vince McMahon. And so therefore, it qualifies as us being able to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go ahead and do that. And we both picked our favorite teams. I'm, of course, a diehard um, Dallas Renegades fan. And uh, Harris is a diehard New York Guardians fan. So, uh, you know, because he was a big fan of Gargoyles. And I think the Renegades logo looks cool. And their, just... their, their write-up actually seemed like a genuine attempt to make a cool, bad B-movie Western movie trailer. Mm-hmm. I just want to clarify. I, I'm not a big fan of gargoyles like the show. I never watched it. <laughs> I just think basing a team off of that is pretty cool, and I also like their logo. It's it, kind of like how, cool. like before the Atlanta United was a thing, we had the minor league team, the Atlanta Silverbacks. Well, I th- it's still around. Yeah, I know, but like they're not as popular because everyone just goes to United games instead. But that's such a cool, different mascot. Sure, I was really into that. So I like I like the gargoyles, but I've never seen the show. I don't know anything about it. I just kind of figured out in the middle of the first episode that that's what they were going for, and thought, yeah, all right, I'll buy that. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so that's where we are. So this is our uh, totally uninformed XFL preview show, um, where we go through all the rosters and pick out the funniest sounding names. The other one, okay, I have one more, and then I think we're about to run out. This is not as good as the other two, but Ike Spearman. It's pretty good. It's pretty. It's a pretty good football name. He's a linebacker, which is pretty perfect. Yeah. That's. Mm, that's. I. I don't know. I'm not sure. I think the name well has run dry. I think you won with Jazz Ferguson. And that right was the off first the one, man. The first one wins right off the bat because that. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um. Just peaked. We have some good matchups though. Um. The Renegades will get things kicked off with the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. It's their Home opener, the nice little tagline here is raising hell from the opening bell. <laughs> That's what it says here, man. It they rang a bell. At it kickoff. says that, uh, and it oh, rhymes. Wait, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's I, great. I didn't know there were okay. bells involved in football, but maybe there will be. Okay. So let's talk about the very basics here. So I'm looking at the schedule now and I was mistaken. They are actually doing Saturday and Sunday. Okay. All okay. through the spring. So you were right. But that makes sense because they have eight teams. Right. So they air two games a day, Saturday, Sunday, pretty much all the way through April. It's a 10-week sprint. They have a couple Thursday night games on here, not a ton. The thing that surprises me most about this is they got a really good TV deal. And I don't know how they did it. Almost all of the games are on Fox, ABC, or ESPN. That like You're going to be amazing. able to watch these games really easily. That really is impressive that they were able to do that. But it makes sense, though, because, like, what else are you going to be watching? I mean, you know true. what I mean? Like, That's it's true. smart. Scratch that football itch. Put it in a place where people can actually watch it. And if you, you know, if you're a little different, 
I think people are going to buy in. Okay. I'm here, also excited. Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. You were you were in the middle. Of I it. was just going to say I'm also excited because the um, the playoffs and the championship are after the tax deadline. The finals are April 18th and 19th, and then the championship is the following Sunday. That's April it. April 26th. That's pretty quick. That's it. I it's feel a like sprint. That's, pretty fast, that's how the yeah. site describes it. Um, okay. So remember, Harris, we talked about the amazing little uh, paragraph things that mm-hmm. they did. Um, mm-hmm. Well, they did it again, but for the taglines for each of the team's games, and each team has a different one. So I'm going to read these here because they're amazing. Please do. So, okay, this is for the Renegades, and it's I've said it already. It's Raising Hell from the Opening Bell. Now, it, it rhymes, which is great, and uh, I guess it kind of gets the point across. You know, they're going to they're gonna raise hell. Makes sense. You know, they're called the Renegades, so, you know, I, I get that. And, you know, they're going against the Battlehawks, which we already talked about on that other episode. It's Top Gun. And so, you know, it makes sense why you'd want a Renegade to disrupt, you know, a nice military, you know, very much uh, organized type thing. So it makes sense why that could really raise a lot of hell and why they'd want to do that. So I, okay. I, you know, I get it. And the okay. bell, the bell makes no sense other than it rhymes, and I hope they do have a bell. And it would be amazing if they had a bell because they only did this sentence because it rhymed, and then they're like, "Oh no, we need a bell now," and then they start <laughs> to introduce that. That would be great. So ding, that's ding. that's that one. Again, you know, I mean, I guess that's the wrestling influence. Again, I think yeah. that'd be great if the refs just ran around holding a wrestling bell and a hammer instead of uh, whistles. And they would just ding it whenever like a, something would happen. Just like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that would just, I do quite like that. That would, be, that would be amazing. I just pop myself from that because I think that's actually very funny. And I can just imagine refs running around, you know, flags. People are fighting. They're just ringing the bell, you know, like wrestling timekeepers do, how they have to try and... I never understood that. The match is over, right. and they keep ringing the bell. Like, what is that going to do? Oh, we got to stop now, and the match is over, remember? Maybe he didn't hear it. You know? I always love that. They just keep doing it, so I want to see refs doing that. Man, I got way okay, more I'm gonna out interrupt of that. You. I got way more out of that sentence than I thought I was going to get. I'm going to interrupt you for a second and just say I have the rules page pulled up here. Okay, we can talk about that too after. Perfect. Okay, I, well, I, wanna I just to wanted that. to point... Talking about their uh, website layout, first of all, it's just very funny to me that they list the rules, and for every rule, they will give the specifics of the XFL rule, the current college and NFL rules, and the rationale for changing whatever they've okay, changed. Okay, great. That's awesome. Yeah, okay, you keep going. We got, we, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get to that in a second. Okay, so that that's the Renegades one. Moving on to your Guardians here, Harris. Whoop! Guardians taking on the Vipers. It's home opener for New York. Mm-hmm. And their tagline, standing guard in their yard. <laughs> I guess. Whoever See, is again, the script real writer. Real Roman Reigns in, influence there. You, you stole it, yeah. I was going to say, whoever the script writer is for Roman Reigns on WWE clearly was tasked to pin this one. That's pretty obvious. <laughs> So uh, the Guardians have a yard, so that's that's good. Moving on, I mean, to... it's probably the same people. That's it's what I mean. The same people. It probably is. Um, we're moving on to the Roughnecks. They are taking on the Los Angeles Wildcats. They're home as well. And theirs is ready, rough, and H Town tough. Oh, man, that's terrible. I hate this team. This is the worst team in the XFL. 
It really That's the lamest thing I've heard one, in my life. They're the laziest. They stole the Oilers logo and just cut off the top. <laughs> they sound like a handyman company. Mm-hmm. Half of their in their uh, little paragraph thing sounds like they're fighter they're like military members in World War 1. Like it's just it doesn't make any sense. It makes no There's a thing about them being often unseen and it, I don't know. All of it makes no sense. Um and th- this well, this again, just adds it, to that. It just screams like poorly written white meat baby face. Yeah. You does. come get me, Baron Corbin, because I'm ready, rough, and H-Town tough. Boo! <laughs> you suck. That's, like, that's a Rocky Maivia line right yes, there. Yes, it that's is. That's terrible. Yes, it is. That's exactly what it is. Oh, and also, I don't goodness. know. I'm not from Houston. I don't really know people <laughs> from Houston. Do they call it H-Town? Because I know here in Atlanta, mm, everyone who comes into Atlanta says hot Atlanta, and I want to kill them. Because You're that like, is oh. not a thing. That is not Imagine. a thing. I don't know who in Hollywood or whatever came up with that, but that's not a thing. There's a lot of things with Atlanta. A-Town is a thing. ATL is a thing. Atlanta is not. No. No one ever who's ever lived in Atlanta has ever said the words Atlanta seriously. No. And every it's- single person visiting, whether it's a band or a wrestler or whoever – says it and they think they're being cool and they're not right it would be very funny though if like in season three or four of the xfl they add a team in atlanta and they're like welcome to hot lana where the players play and we're all just like no they immediately just fold get out oh that'd be the most disappointing thing that's i can never cheer for him all right so (laughs) that's terrible we're moving on to the St. Louis Battlehawks. Now, we've already talked a little bit about them because they're taking on the Guardians, but they have their own tagline for uh, for this. And it is Silver and Blue, Born in the Loo. Wait, what? <laughs> you know, St. Louis. No. Now, to be fair, I, again, I'm not from St. Louis. I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing. If it is, great. If it's not, you should get shot. And yes, I I just I thought I'd give it right back to you with the rhyming scheme. Oh my goodness. I'm just laughing at the overreaction. Like that's I'm pretty like because what's clearly happened here is Vince McMahon or somebody's like, you know, write up a little blurb, you know. Tell them what they're about. Really sell it to them. And they're like, okay. I love that this isn't even a preview show. We've just turned into mocking the things that they do but again. What's, like the last what's episode. Clear, like they don't know. Cause normally in like a football game, they'll be like, Hey, the Falcons are hosting the saints. Here are some of the players. Here are the storylines to watch. Here's a shared history that we can draw from to talk about what might happen this week. None of that exists in the XFL. Nope. Like what happened was they made the teams, they made the games, and then they were like, we can just write all of this stuff now. It doesn't matter who's on the teams or what's going to happen. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Oh, wow. That's so, mm. yeah. It's not mm-mm, great. Mm-mm. Silver and blue, born born in the in the loo. That's born in the loo. I was trying to think of like I thought of the Louvre. I was like, is it French? <laughs> is it a term for no, something? No, it's uh, short for St. Louis. Boy, that's terrible. 
All right. This is fantastic. All right. Keep it up. And again, we're able to get this. This is how bad these guys are at writing one sentence. Now, to be fair, this is a stupid thing to do. Like, regardless of how good any of these are, this is just dumb. Like, there's really no way any of this can be good. There's no way you can be like, write a cool thing about our team for opening day. Like, there's it's a no-win scenario. So, you know, this is not necessarily all hate on the individual morons that wrote these things. It's also it's also the system. You know, we're hating both. So once again, we're already critiquing this like we critique wrestling. Well, we have to. What else it is? <laughs> All right. Okay. This, this is this is pretty good. Uh, we got the uh, the Seattle Dragons. That's who we're at now. They're taking on the Tampa Bay Vipers in their home opener. Now all these are for their home openers. Um, right. So, not all of these are for like the the opening day of the season. Um, right. All right. For the Dragons, it's wire to wire. Breathing fire. It's very fun That's to it. try and guess all the second line of these after you start. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, ooh, ooh. That's what we'll do for the net for the last two. I'll say the okay. first line, and you try. Man, that would have been a good thing to do from the beginning. I wish we had thought of that. Anyway, uh, yeah. I can tell you, I don't think I would have gotten any of them. Yeah, I know. That's the funny part, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's just lazy. This one's just lazy. It's not even that fun to make fun of. It's just. Wire to wire, breathing fire. I I don't even know if that's actually a sentence. What? Let's see. I'm trying to remember back from middle school how we would parse sentences. Um. Oh man, I hated that. I did too. Wire to wire, breathing fire. Wire to wire. Like I, I mean, I, I think it is because it it term, conveys that they verb. are breathing fire. But but there's no subject. Man, it There's is no midnight. Subject in I this can't sentence. do this right now. I mean, the implied subject is the dragon. I understand, like but there is no actual subject in this sentence. So who is breathing in this sentence? In this sentence, who is breathing fire? The wires? That's the only other thing in the sentence. Not great. I don't, I don't know. I can't do this Not right great. now. <laughs> Not great. All right. Okay. Give me the give me the prompt here. All right. This is uh, Tampa Bay Vipers. Okay. They're taking okay. on the Houston Roughnecks in their home opener. From opening hike. Go for it, Harris. What? Hang on. <laughs> okay. This is Prepared one of the this to is one strike. Of, bingo. You were yes! so close. It's it's ready to strike. But yes. but yes. Yes, you got it. There we go. Oh man. This is the ultimate to get there. This is the ultimate. All right, we need to – what is football-related that we can get to rhyme? Because I've never heard anyone say from opening hike because that doesn't open the game. <laughs> There's no hike that opens a football game. It's a kickoff. Yep. That's why no one said it before. <laughs> I'm very impressed with you, though, Harris. That was it took great. me a second. I was like, what? What? What could possibly? Oh, this would have been so much more fun. If we had done this for all of them. Oh, well. Oh, Missed that's opportunity. Okay. We... Uh, that's pretty great. So, yeah. From opening hike, ready to strike. That's the Vipers. All right. Now we got one more. Okay. And it's the Defenders. We need to stop ending with them. They're usually pretty lame. <laughs> but uh, th- this isn't bad. This isn't bad. But it but it fits with the rest of their stuff. So, here we go. Red and white. 
see, this can't, this can't be it. But all I can think of after the last one is ready to fight. Bingo, there it is. Get DC Defenders, you suck. Get out of here with that. That's atrocious. They're so boring. That's terrible. It's like they're trying to be as boring as possible. Watch them win the whole thing. Be like I by know, far the best team too. and just got, motor through everyone. They got Cardale Jones. I'm not sure if anybody <sighs> can tackle him. Nobody that's can tackle point. him when he was in college. It's a good point. It's a good point. But uh, that's just lame. Red and white ready to fight. Come on, man. The same guy wrote the Vipers one and was like, I'm done. It's five o'clock. I got to mm-hmm. get out of here. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say the same thing both times. Which is very funny because that implies that, like, he worked really hard on the first six. <laughs> like, he was there all day. No, this is a like, thing where he was about to, he was packed up and was out the door. And then the boss goes, hey, uh, I need one sentence about each team. Now? Yeah, I need it for tomorrow. Okay. That's what this was. That's what this was. He was there till about 5:40 and then pumped these two out. And then uh then 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 went home. Just did that classic like, yeah, you can copy my work, just don't change it too much. Exactly. Uh Oh my goodness. So That's yeah, lovely. Those aren't great. Um favorite one? Not quite sure to be honest. I'm not sure what my mm-hmm. favorite one of these are. The opening bell is pretty great. Uh, the, the the born in the loo. That's hard to. That's, that's got good. a certain something to it. It, yeah. it it really does. That's that's pretty good. Having an opening hike, even though that's not even a football thing. Remind me, what was the great. Wildcats one again? Uh oh shoot! I didn't do the Wildcats. Yes. I missed the Wildcats. All right, here we go. Good. We got one more. Man, that's that's nice. That's like finding fries at the bottom of the bag. <laughs> okay. Here we go. You ready? Yes. L.A. to the core. I, dude, I, I got nothing. To Look, finish that one. Come on, me. man. You got to get this. The same guy did this one. L.A. to the core. Come on. You, you have to get it. Please, God, be ready to score. Oh, no, no. You were so close. I don't know, dude. They're the wild. Ready for more? No, I don't it's know. even worse. Cause it make. Okay, it's L.A. to the core, ready to roar. Oh, cause they're the wildcats. Wildcats don't roar. Yeah, that's why I didn't think of it. Cause that didn't make any sense. The same guy. The last three we've done ended with ready to strike, ready to fight, and ready to roar. Yeah, those are pretty terrible. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so there you have it, folks. Those are the little one-word uh, write-ups meant to, I don't know, instill pr- team pride? I don't even, I don't know. I do love the idea of a guy in the locker room being super into it, and everyone just really hates him. He's like, guys, come on, ready to roar, ready to roar. And they're just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. I, I like it more if, like, Vince was in one of the locker rooms trying to get everyone pumped up with one of those. Mm. And everyone has to do it because he's the boss. I also can see Vince legitimately loving every one of those. Yeah. I, I Yep. 
Oh I man. Mean, you do have to keep in mind it all it's also kind of for like a ten year old to read and be like, Wow, that's really cool. Oh, that's exactly what it is. Okay. All right. Oh so, my goodness. Uh, okay. okay so, you want to do the uh, run down the week one matchups first, or do you want to run down the rules first? I mean, here's the thing. I just don't. I don't. I don't know what we can say about the matchups, not knowing anything about. Eh, we'll give it a shot. Anything. Okay. We'll, we'll okay. Give our, we'll give our predictions. Um. All right. We'll do that after. Let's do the rules first. We'll okay. finish. So we'll finish with predictions. To... Okay. Oh, we're we should keep kinda... track of predictions and see who does better, knowing nothing. Oh. Goodness, yeah, no, that's a good idea. That could be a lot of fun. Okay, get I'm going to have to – we're, we're going to have to hustle through these a little bit because there are 15 in here. They break down five gameplay innovations, five timing changes, and five common sense rules. That's ominous. <laughs> so, Oh, I like that. So some of these we're going to have to focus on more than others. Okay, number one, the, the big ones I think will be the gameplay innovations. Kickoffs. Uh, they didn't do away with kickoffs. They still have them. But what they've done is they have the players line up a little bit farther away from each other. There's a couple different rules about like balls going out of bounds. Okay. Uh, if you kick a ball out through the back of the end zone, it's a quote-unquote major touchback, and the ball is placed at the 35. If you kick the ball inbounds and then it rolls out of the end zone, or is downed in the end zone, that's a minor touchback, and the ball is placed at the 15-yard line. Okay. And then, and this is the other big one, no player, the teams are not allowed to move until the ball is caught by the returner. So there is no big running start. And this oh. is, again, that they, they break it down by rationale, right? The kickoffs are a super dangerous play. People get hurt a lot. Right. They want to encourage kickoffs because they're fun, exciting plays, but without people getting killed. So their solution is penalize kicking the ball out of the back of the end zone, try to keep it in play, and just don't let them get a running start. Let the guy catch the ball, and then you start moving. So it's a lot more like a typical football play. Sure. Um, I, wasn't Isn't like the whole point and kind of the main driving point of the xfl like more contact because of how prissy the nfl has become well i mean it was in like 2000 or whenever the xfl was but shouldn't like, it still be because that's like the one thing people really are not enjoying well one of two the two well, things no, that people, people aren't enjoying about the nfl People know that CTE is a thing now. What was and it's the biggest really and only PR. memorable moment of the AAF, Harris? I don't know. We've what talked it about was, this so before. I don't know what it was, so it must not have been. I, I don't. Harris, know. it was week one. The random hit on that quarterback—that was the greatest thing anyone had ever seen. Because they're not allowed to hit quarterbacks ever in the NFL. That was well, the I, one look, memorable thing. We're only on rule number one. I mean, we'll see where we go from here. I'm just saying, they're not off to a strong start. <clears throat> I mean, I understand the trying to keep the whatever in play, but uh, trying to avoid big hits, not a bit. I don't like that direction. No, it's good. I mean, it's good PR because I would rather they do this than eliminate kickoffs because kickoffs well, sure, are fun. Sure, sure. No, I it's agree a real, with that. It's a roll of the dice, and I would kind of rather see them. I, I think this will lead to bigger kickoff returns. I think that's pretty fun. But, sure. uh, okay, so that one, that's a big one. I think they lead with that because they want, like, kind of the – good pr of like more exciting kickoffs that don't give people cte as quickly mm -hmm. so that makes sense and i understand the rationale for it 
The second rule, and I'm very excited about this one too, they're updating the point after touchdown system. So there are no extra points. What they do have is three different options. You can run a play from the two-yard line for one point, the five-yard line for two points, or the 10-yard line for three points. You have to run another offensive play. Okay. Um, So there's no kicking. Correct. So then why do kickoffs? Well, because kickoffs are fun. Well, then how do you justify having a kicker on a team? Well, I think there are still field goals. Like, that's still a thing, too. So it's still two points. Oh, okay. So there are field goals, then. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. This is just specifically the point after rules. But the the thinking being, you know, one— For every rule, they include an explanation of the current NFL rule, which for this one, I feel like is very unnecessary. Mm -hmm. Unless you've never seen football before in your life, and this is like an academic exercise for you. You know what the PAT rules are, you know? Yeah. Oh, oh, and uh, just in case you were wondering, if the defense is able to cause a turnover and return the ball to the opposite end zone, they get however many points the offense was attempting to score. Okay, see, that makes sense. It's interesting. I like I that. I kind of think, I, I almost think that should be three by default just because eh, fair. that's such a big deal. But either way, I do. I like it. I like it. And then the rationale, again, I feel like not necessary. The NFL has a near automatic play with its extra point kick. So, yeah, like we get it. You're trying to be more exciting. That's fine. That It'll be interesting. And mathematically, you're going to get some weird scores. Yeah, that's going to be the weird don't look part. like football scores. You know what I mean? That might be annoying. If you, if be, if you have well, you know. ma- major OCD, you might not be able to watch. Mm, yeah, I know. No kidding. Well, you're just used to certain increments. If it you know? bugs you, if a final score is like 29 to 15 – then maybe this might not be the thing for you. Yeah. Okay. Punting. This is there's a lot going on here. Okay. Hang on. Let me let me let me <laughs> absorb all of this. Okay, while you're absorbing all that, okay. I've I've done a little research mm. right here on the Dallas Renegades. I'm looking at some of their team previews here. And Jazz okay. Ferguson is actually a pretty darn good receiver, and it looks like he might actually be a star. Because uh I cannot wait for him. Um, he apparently, Sorry. uh, he apparently was, uh, went through the practice squad of the Seahawks in the, the this past preseason. Um, he was going through the preseason actually did pretty well at 119 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, but, but still was cut. He also runs just around a four, four forty, And, um, so, and he's only 23 years old. So he, right. he could be he could be a big star, and I will say this right here: if he wins an MVP, I will buy a Jazz Ferguson jersey. Heck yeah, let's go! I'm saying that right now. I'm very excited to see him score a touchdown and do jazz hands every oh, time. Please, That's going to be a phenomenon. Please, that would be amazing. Anyway, sorry, okay. you can get back to that. I just saw okay. that. So the uh, best name also could be one of the best players. So that's good. Heck yeah! So for for punting, from what I gather, there's two main rules. Number one. The punting team can't run downfield until the punter actually kicks the ball. Okay. So you have a few seconds from the snap to the kick where they can't go down the field. Which is interesting because that's the way it is for most of the players except for the gunners. So it's not really all that different. 
Except the you only just can't difference have a gunner. Is, so right, the gunners, the gunners can move laterally once the ball is snapped. If you're trying to like run around someone, okay. But that's going to be interesting. You get some illegal motion on a punt or something like that. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, this is the other major thing. If a ball goes out of bounds inside the 35-yard line or goes out the back of the end zone, it's a major touchback, and the ball goes to the 35. Right. So they're trying to eliminate, like, coffin corner punts and field position punting, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Um, Interesting. Here's a fun. The last bullet point says fair catches are permitted, though disincentivized. See rationale. Wait, wait a minute. That needs an explanation. Right. So, okay. Number one rationale. Fans told the XFL they didn't like the amount of punts, specifically punts in an opponent's territory and how many punts did not have a return. Right. So think about it. Like the dumbest thing in football is when a super conservative coach has the ball on like the opponent's 40 yard line. And is like, yeah, we'll pin them with a punt. Well, now you can't pin them with a punt because if your punter kicks it through the end zone, then they get the ball at the 35. Right. Like you might as well have just gone for it. So that's super smart. I think that's pretty interesting. I agree. So kicking out of bounds creates a touchback and just kicking it out the back of the end zone creates a touchback. Um, go to the 20. Somebody to go for it on fourth down. Okay, so – there isn't like a penalty for fair catching, so I don't know why they said it was disincentivized. Yeah, that's weird. What they basically mean is punting, specifically like coffin corner punting, is disincentivized. Like really sure, conservative sure. field position punting is disincentivized. So this is pretty cool. I'm pretty into that. All of these are fairly easy to digest from this point on. Are you ready to really get into the weeds here of XFL Season 2? Sure. I mean, we're already at 45 minutes, man. This is great. I didn't realize we'd get this much in it. I I got three words for you, Mark. Double (laughs) forward pass. Ooh, I'm intrigued. If a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Say that just one more time. Okay. Okay. If a team completes a forward pass behind the line of scrimmage, that team may throw a second forward pass as long as the ball has at no time crossed the line of scrimmage. Okay. That's not nearly as exciting as I thought that was going to be. There should be like a five-yard line or a ten-yard line. They should make the rule like as long as the ball hasn't crossed the first down marker, you can throw another forward pass. I agree. I was really excited about that, and then that pretty much is just basically what, what they can do now, just just slightly more more lenient. Right, but somebody – it's going to be fascinating to see if somebody tries anything with this. Okay, the cool thing you know is if I mean? you set up like a uh, – I feel like the, the the only thing I can think of where this would be really cool is like a fake punt where yeah. you have the punter so, you know, how far back they are from the line of scrimmage. They take the ball, throw it to a guy at the line who then throws it down the field, and it's like a relay throw in baseball. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. That's the only thing I can think of that would be really all that interesting. So their other, their other stated rationale, which actually does make a little bit of sense, is they like double passes. You know, those are sure. fun. They want yeah, to they encourage are, they those. Are cool. And now, like, if you try a double pass and it doesn't work, well, that was still – a forward pass is still an incomplete pass. 
So there's okay, less risk that's true. in attempting okay. a double pass. Although I think they're cowards and we should just play one bounce counts football <laughs> personally. Yeah. Hey, uh, really that, that was one of my favorite trick plays in high school. We, we ran, <laughs> we ran an amazing play and only would have worked with the quarterback that we had because of how animated he was. But, um, <laughs> so th- this was the play. It was basically, um, actually, no, 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 no. That's what it was. It was, it was a sophomore year. I was the starting quarterback, but the, one of the other quarterbacks, uh, also played, uh, he was the same age. So he played JV also. And, uh, one of the plays we had, we would line him up at wide receiver. I would take the hike. I would throw a screen pass to him behind the line of scrimmage, but I would bounce the ball to him bounce it halfway mm-hmm. into his hands. He would grab it and then just scream like he was mad the play didn't work. Just verbally just <laughs> yell and start stomping around and then turns around and throws it down the field to a guy from the other side running a, uh, a deep, deep slant to the end zone. And we scored a touchdown on it, and it was amazing because the whole team just stopped when he just started yeah. screaming. It was great. Oh, it was awesome. It was one of the best trick. It was. It definitely was the best trick play I've ever been a part of. Yeah, so, that's really funny. Uh, uh, so I'm all for it if that means we get more stuff like that. Okay. Well, the last rule you're gonna hate because it has to do oh, no. with overtime. Oh no. And they just made it a shootout. It's <sighs> just like straight penalty kicks. It, it's five rounds. And each round is like – it's like an inning in baseball. It's a single play possession that bounces back and forth. So each round, each team gets to go. Each round, each team gets an offensive play. You start at the opponent's five-yard line, and the first team the, – the team that has more points after five rounds is the winner. Okay, now are they doing it where, like, these count for full touchdowns, or is it like penalties in soccer where it's just the person – who wins the penalty round gets like the one winning point each uh, it's each score itself so it's not mathematically the same each overtime score is worth two points which at that point why not just make it one yeah that's a little weird but you know it's it's just i think it's a math thing like you said i think it's an ocd thing yeah so right so like whatever the way i understand it if um if Houston and New York are playing each other, oh, not Houston. Houston sucks. If Dallas and New York are playing each other in the championship game and it goes to overtime, and in the first round, New York scores, and then in the bottom half of the first round, Dallas scores, they will each have two more points than they did before. Right, right. But See, that's kind of dumb. I like how soccer does it, where it doesn't even add any points. It's just the winner of the... The, the, right. you know, the penalties I mean, wins. I think it's just a points thing because doesn't it work out the same way? Either way, like you you have to have the most points at the end of five rounds. So it's basically like you just you have to win three out of five rounds. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does, it does, ultimately it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's the same thing pretty much. Uh, you know, if, if the defense commits a penalty, the offense can reattempt from the one-yard line. Sure. Any subsequent penalty committed by the defensive team on any subsequent play, including in future rounds, will result in a score being awarded to the offensive team. Okay, that's going to fall apart quickly. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. Wow. Somebody's going to lose a game because of that. Yeah, they will. That's... That's incredible. 
if the offensive team commits a pre-snap penalty, the ball will be removed back from the original spot. Oh, who cares? <laughs> if the offensive team – okay, here's the other thing. If the offensive team commits a post-snap penalty, the play will end and no score will be awarded. So you don't even get to back wow. up if you have like – yeah. So Man. really no wiggle room, which is kind of what you want. But I guess. goodness, that's that's pretty interesting. That is – uh, okay, NF, uh, current rule rationale. NFL overtime can end in a tie. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's yeah, terrible. That is pretty dumb. I agree. But I also hate the fact that any overtimes would be played not with the sport. That's the biggest yeah, thing I, I hate about, I've heard about this. I hate penalties in soccer. I hate all, right. all that stuff. It's dumb. But whatever. I don't care about the XFL. They can do whatever they want. Okay, let's go a little bit more rapid fire here. These yeah. are the timing changes. Uh, 25 second play clock. Speed up the that's, game. It's pretty straightforward. Yeah, makes sense. Um, what? Hold on. Oh, okay. So they have their own like special two-minute warning. You know, after the two-minute warning, any plays that end in bounds stop the clock until the ball has been spotted. So it's sort uh, of that sucks. <laughs> it's gonna be like college basketball. Yeah. The and final two minutes of a game are going to take 37 minutes. But the plan, I mean, I believe the rationale is, yeah, to maximize, like, the, the two-minute drill and what you can do. And also, a team can't run out the clock now. Yeah, Think I guess that. that's true. You know what I mean? But I, I'd rather have them run out the clock, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if it gets to the point, if they're just killing another team and you want them to run out the clock, for sure, then it's just kind of rude. But if it really turns a game, that that could be interesting. Um, outside of that, outside of the two minutes when a play ends out of bounds or an incompletion, wait, oh no, the game clock just runs. the The game clock will be stopped until the ball is spotted, and then it keeps running. I don't know if that's normal or not. It's aimed to speed up the game. This is not that interesting. Each team will have two timeouts per half instead of three. Again, trying to speed up the game. Right. Uh, no coaches challenges. There's hmm. a replay official who will choose to review from the booth. Sure. I would really love it if it was Vince McMahon just like milking <laughs> it for all it was worth. That would and be just great. like booking based on what would be more interesting in the moment because he's the owner of the thing. Nah, he fumbled. Vince, it was a pass. Nah, nah he fumbled. Nah. All right. Right, Such good. Uh, okay, good. here we go. Here's the here's the dessert. Five common sense rules. Uh, number one, one foot inbounds, and then they break down what it is to catch a ball, which is actually kind of refreshing. Yeah, that's nice. Secures control of a live ball before the ball touches the ground. Touches the ba- the ground inbounds with any part of his body. Out, see, and then maintains control of the ball long enough to enable him to perform an act common to the game. Scrap that. I don't know what that means. Dedicated ball spotting official. <laughs> that will be a dedicated ball spotting official who will be solely responsible for quickly spotting the ball and getting a new ball after each play. Huh. Hmm. So there's there's one specific guy who just tracks the ball all game. That's fine. Um, That's interesting. The goal is for coach-to-player communication. The goal is to have select offensive players have a coach-to-helmet or coach-to-player helmet receiver. Interesting. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't know how different. Th- There's no coach-to-player communication in college. There's a little bit in the NFL. I 
I guess. And it makes sense because you're trying to get your offenses to run well, so it's more entertaining. No ineligible player shall be or have been more than three yards beyond the line of scrimmage until the passer throws a legal forward pass. So this is just a simplified ineligible receiver downfield rule. And then halftime is only 10 minutes. So most of those are pretty. pretty I'm down for that. That's disappointing. I'm all for for halftime. So it's meant to move faster except in the final two minutes. Then everything is kind of anticipated. That's that. That's not too bad. I'm excited about the kickoffs, the punts, and the the weird wrinkles. I kind of wish they would get a little weirder, but I get that they don't want to alienate fans who just missed the NFL. So we'll see how it goes. I am excited for the first team, like for the championship game to end because the defense committed a second penalty. Oh, yeah, that's that's strange. I think it's interesting in theory. It's certainly bold, which I appreciate. Just go for it, you know? So, is it schedule time now? Is it predictions time now that we've been just running our mouth for this long? Yeah, yeah, we're uh, we're almost at an hour for our XFL preview show. So, how about we actually, um, you know, do some predictions here? All right. So, of course, Heck, there's yeah. four games um, over Saturday and Sunday. So, uh, we'll just go in order. We'll start off with the Seattle Dragons traveling to DC and taking on the DC Defenders. It'll be a 2 p.m. kickoff Eastern time. Um, on Saturday, February 8th. So, uh, Harris, who do you got? You got the Dragons or you got the Defenders? Are we going to do this four games a week for 10 weeks? That's too... Dude, we got to speed this up a little bit. Uh, no, this is quickly. We're, I don't know anything about them. Just pick a team. Just pick a team. All right. We're, we're going to have to listen back to these and write these down. Okay? I'm writing them down now. Okay, perfect. I got... Uh, I'm looking at the divisions here. All right. I got Seattle. Seattle. All right, so Harris is going Seattle in the first game, which works out perfectly because I'm going with D.C. I think they're the lamest (laughs) team, and because of that, they're going to end up just being the best. You know, uh, it's like the thing where the best teams don't have to do anything cool because they just don't have to. I mean, think about college football. What's the thing in college football now ever since the stupid Oregon Ducks have ruined uniforms? It's getting all these ridiculous uniform combinations that just are all stupid and all the kids under the age of 16 think of the coolest thing ever and get all those kids to then come to the schools to play because, you know, most of the smaller schools stink and so they can't compete with the big schools. So that's what they do. What teams don't do this, Harris? All the teams that win. Seriously, think about it. The teams that win aren't doing all the fancy uniform stuff. Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, um, Texas, LSU, Ohio State. I guess Ohio State does have those one stupid black uniforms that I didn't even know what team I was watching when I first clicked that on. But most of them don't do that. So I'm going DC Defenders. They're going to end up being a great team, and they're going to win this first uh, this first one. <laughs> All right, that's game one. All right, game number two on Saturday, 5 o'clock. Houston Roughnecks hosting the L.A. Wildcats. Harris, who do you have in this one? Uh, Houston for all the reasons you just discussed. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go against what I just said and pick the L.A. Wildcats. Okay. So, so far, we're we're each picking different ones. That's good. That's a good. That's a good thing. Okay. All right. Now we move on to Sunday, first game, 2 o'clock again. They're all 2 o'clock and 5 o'clock, I think, every game of the entire season. 
that's the way they are. So, all right, we got um, Harris's New York Guardians hosting the Tampa Bay the Tampa Bay Vipers. I think Tampa Bay is going to start off hotter. I think Tampa Bay is going to win Week One. Wow, Harris picking against his own team in the uh, first week. Not for long. Wow, that uh, I just think I recognized two of their quarterbacks and I didn't recognize anybody on the Guardians, so I think they're going to have a better offense and start off stronger. Well, uh, I'm I'm going to agree with you because the Guardians suck, and so Tampa Bay and Aaron Murray and the Dogs are going to win with uh, with the Vipers. All right, final game. They're ready to strike, dude. They're ready. They, Week they one, are, they're ready. They're ready to strike. They are. Um, so moving on to the final game of week one, 5 o'clock on Sunday, February 9th. We got Seattle Battle Hawks traveling to Dallas to take on the Renegades. Harris, who do you have in this one? I think I have to go with the Renegades. Uh, I don't. Battle Hawks are on the road. They don't do well away from their uh, their base. As it were, they've left the nest. <laughs> the Hawks have flown away, and they're not going to be as good at what they do. All right. I'm going to go, of course, Renegades as well because they're winning the whole thing. So Okay. There we Are go. We... So that's not bad. We got two different picks. So uh, someone will be – well, I guess technically we could still tie. Okay. But... I, have a, I have a point here. Would you rather we do predictions week by week because that will give us another little nugget to – like dig into as we do the XFL. And at some point we might actually be able to make educated guesses. I'm going to propose that we do week one right now and then just predict the playoffs and the championship for future, for future reference. Cause I think it would be more fun to have like a sort of informed preview in week nine than just to make it up right now. You know what I mean? Sure. I don't care. Okay. Let's see. So I'm going to say, because we got an East and a West, right? So by the time April rolls around, I'm going to say it's going to come down to uh, the New York Guardians and the Tampa Bay Vipers in the East. I think it's going to be a classic season-long slugfest, and I think the Guardians will ultimately avenge their opening week loss to the Vipers and win in the semis to go to the championship game. All right. Um where are the team breakdowns of what divisions they're in? Are you looking at the uh, schedule page right now? Uh, yeah. They're just at the top, the right and the left. Like the left is the west and the right is the east. Um, so maybe the one I'm, I'm not lo- on the same page that you're on. I'm on the, just the schedule page. Like I don't know. Mine one, says uh, XFL.com. XFL releases 2020 schedule. It's got the whole season on there. Oh, you're on a different page. I'm on a different page. Well, this is the no, this is the helpful one because it lays out weeks one through ten, then the playoffs and the championship all in one oh. spot. Well, I wish I could get to that. I mean, you probably can somehow. I don't know. I don't know how. Let's see. That's true. If only there was some sort of like engine that you could use to like search through a bunch of different websites rapidly. And I don't know what to search, Harris. I don't know. I just Googled XFL schedule. It's literally on their website. I was on their website. Oh, you're on. Uh, it's like an article from their website. Okay. That's why I, that's why I didn't see. It. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. 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 So we got the West and the East. Gotcha. There we go. Okay. All right. Um, so what are we predicting? The, the playoffs? Uh, yeah, the playoffs, East and West finale, and then the championship game. Okay. 
So for the East Championship, I think it is going to be the Vipers and the DC Defenders. I, I don't think your Guardians are going to have it. I think the Defenders are going to be low-key great team. And the Vipers, I think, are a pretty solid team as well because I recognize a few of their names. Um, <laughs> so we're going with both of them, and I think the Defenders are going to win that, that, that matchup between them and the Vipers, and they're going to vault themselves into the championship. For the uh, – who would you pick for the West, or did you not pick it? I haven't uh, – sorry, I just did the East. Okay, for the West – I'm gonna keep it in Texas. I don't think the uh, I don't think the LA Wildcats have it in them. I think they're soft, bunch of Hollywood boys. Uh, I think the Seattle Dragons. Uh, they're up there eating tofu, a bunch of hipsters in Seattle. They got nothing going on. This is gonna be a Texas Bowl. This is gonna be a classic uh, Dallas versus Houston in-state rivalry. And uh, unfortunately, I do think Dallas is gonna get it done because Houston, uh, despite being better than L.A. and Seattle ultimately still sucks. Uh, their team sucks. It's a dumb name. Cowboys are cooler than oil workers. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know where else to go with that. Which leaves us with the Dallas Renegades and the New York Guardians in the championship game. That would be Who the dream the scenario. West? That would be the dream scenario. It really would. <laughs> um, man, that'd we'll be amazing. Tickets will be twenty dollars, and we'll just we'll go and freak out the whole where, time. Where where is really it? Is it, it. going to be at like the like the home like whoever the top seat it is? It doesn't say. I know. That's why I'm, I'm huh. wondering what they'll do with that. They're just hoping they haven't been folded by them. Yeah, I think at this point they don't. They're like, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The first place team in each division will host its respective division final. Sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. It doesn't say how. Yeah, I don't know how they determine that championship game. That's great. Yeah, that's that's interesting. All right, then. interesting. All right. Um, this is this is a tough one. Obviously, the Dallas Renegades will be in the cha- in the uh, playoffs, but for the other one, you make a fair point with your uh, your Houston prediction. Um, I really don't think I don't see Seattle doing much of anything. You can't get good players to go up there. It's too far away from everything. <laughs> <laughs> LA has literally 10 professional teams in the city and the surrounding area, not including this one. So nobody's going to care because they don't even care about their NFL teams. So I feel like that could discourage the LA team or it could encourage them to try and really stick it to them. And, uh, and you know, the roughnecks, well, they're just kind of the roughnecks. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I can't in right in good conscience pick LA or Seattle in this scenario. So I'm going to go with uh, Dallas Houston as well, Texas Texas Bowl. And uh, Dallas of course is coming out on top of that one. So for me the championship, we're going to have DC and Dallas, Battle of the D's. And uh Dallas is going to be the underdog because DC is going to just run through everyone all season and they're going to be a little over overconfident. And the Renegades are going to come in there, and just like their namesake, they're well, they're gonna, they're gonna steal it. They're gonna steal it from the Defenders. The Defenders will not be able to live up to their team name, and they will not <laughs> be able to capture the championship. It should have been the Offenders, man. I know, I know. You got no defense. So, uh, Harris, what's your championship then? Mm. Your well, championship prediction? Because I just, gave the, I mean, it is, it is the behind the Gorilla Bowl, as we have discussed. Okay. Let's see here. All right. I'm going to say it's going to be a real classic. It's going to go right down to the wire. 
Uh, it's going to go get we... down to a three-point conversion. Oh, I like that. I'm going to say uh, <laughs> or, or it's not gonna go down to the shootout overtime. Not overtime. No, no, no. Not overtime. I'm going to say down by. Oh. oh, 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 I got a better idea. One of okay. the teams is down by two and the other one has to decide whether to go for two to tie it or three to win it. That's what I'm. No, that's. Yeah, we're in that situation. Uh, they're down by two by by two. They've just scored a touchdown. They go for the three-point play. Matt McGloin connects to, oh, spins wheel. Justice Liggins <laughs> wins the game. I'm going to call it the behind the million-dollar game because that's what they called it in season one, and that's a cool name. That is a cool name. Takes the trophy home to New York. It's rightful home. And then the league goes bankrupt two weeks later. <laughs> Let's ride, baby. Let's do it. Oh, that would be great. Except Kevin for except Gilbride, for the I don't know what you've ever done in your life, but you are going to coach this team to a championship. I don't know about that. I the Guardians that. are going to be partyans, Mark. They're no. going to be the New York partyans when they win this game. They're not even going to make Let's the playoffs. Let's do it. They're not even going to make okay. the playoffs. Just telling you. Just telling you. Anyway, well, that does it for this uh, the worst XFL preview show of all time. Somehow we filled an hour almost an hour and 10 minutes of that so uh if you did listen to this whole thing why now i don't really want to put that thing on the end because then the episode's going to be like an hour and 45 minutes if i attach that thing that i already said i was going to at the end so maybe i won't oh, do that go back maybe and just not. listen to it i already told you where it was it's uh in our archives on the behind the gorilla podcast website go to our twitter page and look in the bio, click on it there. It's like behind dash the dash gorilla at pinecast.co. It's something like that. Or, uh, yeah, dot like pinecast.co, something like that. Um, go to that, and it's called Mark's Mystery Box, and that's where we do our original take on all of these uh, team names. I'm not going to put it on the end of that. So I lied earlier in the podcast. I'm sorry. Um, but I think we gave, I think we did more than enough of our share with this, Harris. I really do. I'm really I, think, I think we put as much effort as we could have possibly done into this. I'm really excited for this. Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. We worked really hard on this. <laughs> um, I'm really excited for this to go viral and take off, and we just pivot to being a full-time XFL podcast because it turns out to be hugely popular. Who knows, man? Who knows? I feel like at that point we just have to create a branch-off podcast with XFL in the title. <laughs> but... Who knows? I mean, I could do that uh, easily with the thing. Like, I could easily do that, but um, I don't want to. So, let's hope this doesn't go viral. Here's hoping. Well, to each their own. All right, listen. Let's let's wrap this thing up. That does it for this XFL preview. Thanks for listening. Follow us, our regular show. It's Behind the Gorilla. Follow us on Twitter at Behind underscore Gorilla. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Markbrand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So do that as well. Again, thanks so much for listening, and go Renegades. Go Guardians! Renegades. Renegades.